1: Welcome to episode 144 of the Serpcast. I'm not Igor Bonifatric, as you may have guessed, as he's currently on vacation right now. Instead, you're stuck with me, Patrick O'Rourke. I'm hosting this week, um, and you may guess that I'll probably just talk about the the Switch the entire time. Uh, That's not going to happen, unfortunately, even though I would love that to be what the Serpcast is. Um, Instead, we're going to talk about the Pixel 2 XL screen, uh, some of the burn in issues that were happening more recently, as well as the quality issues from before. And then we're also going to talk about the iPhone X since that's about to come out in just a couple days. Um, so yeah, let's go through the, the cast of, of characters on this week's episode. So to my right is Rose Bahar. How are you today?
2: I'm very good. You don't have any nickname for me, I like don't. some long mystical thing like I'm, Igor would. I'm
1: going I'm going nicknameless. Okay, to- well,
2: totally you know, this time. Yeah. It works. Yeah. It works.
1: Dean is beside Rose. How are you doing today, Dean Daly?
3: I'm doing well. Um, I'd like to be referred as Dean the Bean.
1: Dean the Bean. That, yeah. That's a good name. That's, cool. that's a solid name. And beside Dean, returning to the podcast for the first time in a while is Mobile SERP's publisher and founder, Ian Hardy.
4: That's a title. That, that's a good title. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really fond of that title. No. I don't, I don't like titles to begin with, but thank you. Um, I'm very well. Thank you, everybody. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Everybody. Everybody.
1: All of the people. Um, so I, I guess the first question that I wanted to post to the group and, and Rose, I think you could probably uh, sort of field this one first. We both did the, the Pixel 2 review. Right. Um, I, I remember we ca- we kind of put the phone down on the table um, and we looked at various other devices to try to compare the screen quality. And I think we came to the conclusion that like the screen isn't amazing, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the worst thing out there. Like some publications were saying, they were saying, don't buy this phone because the screen is not as good as, um, I don't know, say the iPhone 8, yeah. which is a Samsung display, as we know. Or uh, the no 8, which is obviously of course. Yeah.
2: the king of display. Yeah, I think we spoke to that on a previous podcast, just talking about how um, when we looked at it, we saw sort of a yellowy undertone to the screen. Um, we knew it looked dimmer. We knew it didn't look very good. We, we didn't really go into perhaps the depths that um, some commenters did. Um, a lot of the initial reviews, in fact, were fairly positive, and I don't think that they went very deep into the issues with the the Pixel XLs, uh, the Pixel Two XL screen. Um, but of course, since we've learned that there is um, an uh, OLED burn-in issue, yeah, and so that I mean, I think you've seen it on your phone. Can you describe it?
1: Yeah, I mean, when the when, when the issue first started popping up, I obviously saw other other reporters and, and, and tech bloggers talking about it but it didn't necessarily affect my device yet. It wasn't only until a couple of days later that it started happening. Um, so essentially what it is is you you take a gray photograph and you open that within the photos app where the uh, the image is it, it covers the full width of the display and then the bottom taskbar uh, is permanently burnt into the screen. You can right. kind of see a shadow of it sort little of this ghost. little little ghost of it in the background. Yeah. Um, and in some cases, you can also see the top bar as well. That that didn't happen to my particular Pixel 2 uh, XL, which is a review device. So it's it's probably one of the early production units. Um, but that but that's essentially what it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, if this issue gets worse. That's one of the things that yeah, we we're talking about. It's unclear if this is something that's going to continue getting worse. Yeah,
2: because um, it's, it's not uncommon for OLED yeah. displays. But I think people are saying it's uncommon to see it to this extent in such a quick time period um like within weeks this has been you know burned this kind of ghostly image has been burned in so that's kind of disturbing yeah and uh, people have pulled their review scores and we're sort of unsure about how to go forward with rating the device at this point
1: yeah we, we had a discussion about it and i think what we decided was we wanted to wait and see how mm-hmm. serious this issue is i mean uh, a lot of different devices suffer from this problem. Like you said, it takes a little longer in most cases for it to happen. There's a couple of readers that actually reached out to me um, with photos of the Nexus 6P, which is probably three years old at this point, I right. think, with with the burn-in on the bottom yeah. of, of the device. So it's not, it's not unheard of. Um, and I mean, I'm not sure. Obviously, it sucks that this happened, but I'm not sure realistically how much it actually affects the phone. Yep. um because in the entire time that I've been using it, I haven't even noticed it. The only time I did was when I opened up the 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 gray sort of
4: display. So, so the um, this device is made by LG, right? Yeah, is yeah. That what it, That's and, right. and it's a OLED display. Yeah, correct?
2: plastic OLED. Yeah, Poled.
4: Poled. <laughs> so, is this is are there any other devices that are having the issue too, or is it just people have, like, apart from the six P? Is there
2: right? Well, yeah, I mean, people have been saying that they've seen that same burn-in issue on the LG V thirties plastic OLED display, which is, you know, perhaps from the same uh, actual like production line. So it it has been an issue, I guess, for LG in general. And, and that's one thing that people have commented on is that LG's display technology is, is quite a bit behind Samsung's and um, kind of questioning, you know, some people are going so far as to question why, why, you know, Google decided to work with LG uh, on the pixel 2xl so yeah it's 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 also affecting the v30 i'm not sure if there are any other devices that i know of
1: one of the things that i'm curious about is if the the problems are as widespread with the v30 mm-hmm. as they are with the pixel 2xl because uh, with the 2xl it seems to be affecting every single we don't know for sure but like A lot. everyone who has one for the most part that i've seen on twitter has now at this point confirmed that they're they're running into that issue
4: do you, do you think more people would buy the V30 over the Pixel or the Pixel over the V30? Like, which, which one do you think consumers would buy more?
2: I mean, it's hard to say. Like, uh, Android fans would probably lean towards a V30. Um, and I'd say, like, it, you know, people who are looking for something that's easy to use and more like the iPhone would go for the Pixel. But... You know, it's hard to say which one will actually be more successful. What do you think, Dean? Well, either
3: Pixel 2 is more, 2XL is more expensive than the V30, right? So there's cost the pri- price you can take that in consideration yeah. Yeah. but
1: for, for you specifically too you told me that you were going to buy the 2xl even before the phone is revealed right yes so are you still going to buy it now or is this sort of put you on the fence like you're not sure you're waiting to see what happens
3: so i'm still considering buying it um this hasn't changed my mind at all though okay um because who really looks at a gray screen to like to that extent like i
1: yeah, it's that's, not something that's you'd commonly see. I think I, I think it, we we should note that like it will show up in mm-hmm, other situations. Sure. I'm just saying that I haven't noticed mm-hmm. it. So like if I'm watching a YouTube video with a white background, um, y- you would see it sort of mm-hmm. like a little bit in the corner. But like I don't know if that really matters. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like you can't really see it. You have to look very hard I think to find it. I'd like to wait. Yeah. Just to see how bad go, it gets. Sorry. But
3: um in terms of how the Pixel Two XL um looks, it that warmer display, um, personally for me, it's a lot better.
2: Yeah, like and, it, it looks more vibrant, the colors look really rich.
3: Yeah, it, it's for me it's preferable. I, I looking at the V thirty, um, its display it's blue tint, it's just it's yeah. too much for me. And um using the s A eight plus right now, it's um I think I'd still prefer the OLED display on the Pixel 2 XL. Oh,
2: well, yeah. that's quite something because that's like you know that's a Samsung display. Yeah,
3: for sure. It's it's a great display. It looks um, it looks great. Um, however, I just I noticed the blue, and I have to turn down the display like the just brightness. hurts your eyes a bit. Yeah, it's not. It's
2: maybe almost too good. Yeah. So so, maybe. <laughs>
1: so speaking of that, like I think the displays in some ways have become very similar to cameras, where like everything has hit this certain level of quality. And it almost comes down to personal preference with with what you prefer. Like when before the the in issues started happening, I, I think Google's just said that they're looking into it, uh, and and that's it. But before that, uh, when sort of this uh, the controversy blew up surrounding the quality of the two XLs display, Google made the statement: um, "We know that some people prefer more vivid colors, so we've added an option to boost colors by ten percent for more saturation." Right. Uh, and this was that's just an excerpt from from Google's response um and i think i think samsung's displays to me they, they look better but um i don't think they're necessarily like true to life it's not like mm-hmm. accurate yeah. color they're very saturated they're mm-hmm. very bright uh so it really like i think you nailed it dean like it comes down to personal preference it's what you want like samsung's displays they may not be uh true to what colors actually are supposed to look like but they look really nice
3: no it, it definitely looks great i'm i i love the display on the s8 plus like i'm using it and it looks everything looks um awesome on it but i think i just prefer that you prefer the other one yeah, yeah. for the one cool
2: but patrick i remember you saying that you know having even though you thought this is not the end of the road for the pixel 2xl you didn't think you'd probably buy it like after this happening. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm still on the fence about it. Like I've had friends message me and ask me, like, should I still buy this phone? And and I honestly don't know what to tell them. Um, I'm the type of person who that screen and burn issue to some extent would be a deal breaker. Right. Just because like <laughs> I put all review phones that I'm gonna be sending back to companies in cases and I put screen protectors on them just because it drives me crazy when something's damaged or I know there's something wrong with yeah. it, with something. Um, but that's me and my own little little uh, intricacies. Uh, I think if I was just like an average person who wanted a phone that was great, I would be okay with it. Like it wouldn't be that big of a problem. I, but then uh, I, I find it really difficult to recommend it to friends because I know that it has this issue. You know what I mean? It's, and it's so, expensive. Yeah, it's, so it's a lot of money. to
2: have a, a flaw that is well known on a premium phone, it, it's kind of a real detractor. I can see why some people have been saying, I think it was Vlad Savov from The Verge, he mentioned that they might consider doing a recall. It almost, you know, in a way, you could see it potentially being a good business move just because if this gets into the, like the psyche, it could really deter sales.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest hit with this um, is with, with the hardcore Android demographic. Like Google's trying to build up this hardware business, right? They're trying to sort of pivot into being this company that's making devices. And they want to be known for that in the same way as Apple is. And I, and I think that this is a big hit to their reputation to that extent. I don't know if they should really do a recall because then I think yeah, that the broader extreme. the broader world right. will learn about it, right?
2: Probably not a good um, idea.
1: So I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is. And I also don't know yet whether or not I, I would totally rescind the recommendation. Is,
4: is, is there any way for them to fix apart from recalling the recalling the limited number of phones
1: so there was some talk that the issue could be related to something called uh pixel retention Mm. i don't entirely understand what pixel retention is but it's not as bad as my understanding is that it's not as bad as screen burn-in it's something that could like dissipate after a period of time and there may be ways that they could tweak it with software to fix that um but i think the resounding sort of uh, conclusion is that it is screen burning mm. and not and not pixel retention so yeah. there's there's so it's no way to related. Fix it. yeah hardware related
4: that's actually crazy because i had a friend in it and let you guys know this he sent me an email saying i got the pixel 2 it's great or the 2xl uh it's great and they messaged me later four days later when all the burning stuff happened. oh yeah you told me this and he's just a regular dude like a regular guy loves smartphones but not intensely as as we all do but it, it happened to him So he's thinking i'm going to return it and get an s8 Mm -hmm. because he doesn't he doesn't want to pay so much money for it yeah because he's going to live with it for two three years i think
1: that's totally fair um i think google may do some kind of rma return program at some point but i don't think there'll be like a full recall
2: i do think in this situation it would have been really good if they had put a little bit more into the pixel 2 so that that would be a valid option for me to recommend instead but seeing as it looks um, very dated yeah. it, uh, it's hard to recommend yeah. that one and of course it's also too small for for a lot of uh, smartphone fans
4: but yeah, i think that's fair you
2: know so well, it, it's a difficult situation for, for google well
4: the pixel 2 looks like the iphone 8 yeah like, that's <laughs> it's, it looks true. it's stalled the huge in, bezels yeah yeah it looks stalled in development nothing really Generally exciting <laughs> because it's been the same design yeah. for years. For four years, the same surfboard. Right.
1: So yeah. that was a perfect segue there. Mm-hmm. You, you like teed it up. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. So the other big thing that happened this week is related to the the iPhone 10, um, which we'll have more on mobile syrup next week. Uh, it, it's actually interesting. So I, I mean, this sort of surfaced uh, in little bits and pieces over the last of the couple days. The last couple days. Um, so. The iPhone X features Face ID. It's the new facial recognition unlocking system that Apple's hyping up about the phone. Then um, beyond the just design, the design of it, the notch in the in the sort of almost bezel-less display, it's one of the key features, the, one of the one of the buying points. Um, and what this report indicated was that Apple has, uh, I guess, lessened or turned down the quality control a little bit. On the sensors that make Face ID happen, in order to speed up just production. get to market, uh, and we see rumors like this all the time about different manufacturers. Uh, but what I thought was interesting about this one in particular is the fact that Apple came out and responded to it. They weren't, uh, they didn't give the standard. We don't uh, respond to rumors and speculation kind of thing. They are actually on the defensive, and they actually released a statement about it. Um, which makes me think that there's probably some truth to it to some extent. Uh, but we should mention that Apple adamantly denied it. Um, so, I mean, I, I was just wondering, I just wanted to pose it to the group, the question of, like, uh, do you think that this is legit? Like, are they doing this to speed up production? Um, is this even happening? Uh, and are you even interested in the iPhone 10 at all at this point?
2: I think it's an interesting question. And for this question, I will pull out the receipts um, receipts. (laughs) (laughs) from a man named Steve Wozniak, who happened to be very involved with the creation of Apple (laughs) as a co-founder. And he recently said that he was not going to get the iPhone X right at launch. Um, He was going to wait and watch and uh, that he was kind of skeptical about uh, the face ID and so that to me is really telling. That's like a, a really sort of uh, corroborates what, you know, Bloomberg was saying in that particular article. Um, I, bet he's, uh, I didn't
1: want to interrupt you, but oh, I bet go he's going to backpedal on that statement at some point. He
2: probably will. Uh, we know like Steve Wozniak likes to talk to the press <laughs> and say things and then be like, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's just a very forthright man. So like his opinions come out. And I I do think that that kind of speaks to the fact that just the iPhone X is being rushed to market and um, and it won't be quite as at at the standard of many.
0: Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com/Wondersuite.
2: The like innovations that Apple tries to bring to market, and because that's the whole thing—is they're not first with Face ID. But they want to come to market with a really, really good version of Face ID. So if it's not a really, really good version, um, that's a big stumbling point for Apple. Uh, So I I don't think I'm very, I'm not very excited for the phone at this point. And um, after the rumors, it's just even more so.
1: I think it's going to be interesting when we actually get our hands on one. Oh yeah, um, and sort of putting it through its paces, trying out Face ID under different lighting conditions. Because uh, I mean, like in my hands-on, everything worked great at, at Apple's Spaceship Campus under the awesome lights that look great on video, thankfully. Uh, but I, I don't know what it's going to look like in, in dimly lit rooms and then stuff like that. So it's yeah. going to be fascinating to to put it through its paces. What about you, Dean?
3: I think um, the I like. I think Apple's sh- should be concerned about how long it's taken um i know that i have friends who have purchased the iphone 8 um the larger
1: variant just so you're referring to like the stock shortages right yes, like yeah. you're worried your friends are kind of saying like i want to get this phone but i'm not gonna be able to buy it is that what you mean
3: no, they're they're thinking actually that it's taken too long oh
1: for it to come out in yeah general. Okay. so
3: the buzz i feel like is starting to die interesting um down because of how long it's taken and if there are stock shortages i can see apple wanting to maybe launch uh, a release a small amount earlier i i think about how pixel phones have been released in the past um they're usually they really they are released but they're sold out so quickly yeah yeah um i can see that I can see Apple maybe releasing the, f- the device, but it being sold out
1: everywhere. Yeah, very quickly. That's kind of what we expect, right? Like <laughs> I did like a, a tips guide for for how to actually get the iPhone 10 because we think that it's going to be that hard to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people kind of made fun of it. And I was like, well, people who want this phone, like they want ways to actually get it in their hands mm-hmm. and they may not know about these. Um, so I, I think that that's exactly how it's going to play out. Like there'll be a couple not a couple there'll be an adequate amount of stock on launch day and then that's it yeah and there'll be nothing else i think until uh, at least like early 2018
3: and it's likely because of these shortages why it's taken so long
2: and and wasn't the prediction that only there'd be like two or three million units for what what expansive area was it north america
1: for the world for the
2: world so that's absolutely uh, if you think about it and if you think about how many billions of iPhones they sell per quarter, yeah, um, two or three million is absolutely a minuscule number. If that you know turns out to be true, that's that's just a rumor. But um, yeah, it's looking pretty bad, and I think people are kind of uh, comparing it to the sort of like stock shortages that Nintendo sort of yeah. seems to intentionally have in order to create hype.
1: Yeah, that was one of my next questions because Brad's always ranting about Nintendo's intentional stock shortages. So I like, I at first when I started hearing about the fact that the iPhone 10 was going to be uh, really hard to get, I thought that perhaps maybe they're doing this on purpose, right? Like making it this sought-after luxury item that was like upwards of a thousand three hundred dollars. That that's the brand that Apple wants, right? They right. want to be this high-end brand that people of status are only able to attain, right? So it fit within sort of what they're trying to do but as more and more rumors have come out especially the latest one which i, I just looked it up to, to confirm it um so it was from kgi securities analyst ming chi ku i think mm-hmm. is how you pronounce he's a the well-known name. Yeah. analyst yeah, which for this is, stuff which is a well-known analyst and mm-hmm. i think he's also often correct or yeah. at least very close to being accurate um he said that what you said rose where where there'll be only uh, two to three million iphone units available uh, before launch
4: which is a tiny, tiny number. Yeah. If I was Tim Cook, I would be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, to all hell. I would be pissed. I would be running down those halls in a circular fashion. Cause that's what the, <laughs> yes. the spaceship looks like. But to, to work on this phone for three or four years, which is what I, I believe I read. Yeah. yeah. To end up here days before launch, only get two to three million. Build up the anticipation that we have a new iPhone, new design, new future launch the iPhone 8, 8 Plus, m- minimal interest from what Canadian carriers have yeah. said, and now have minimal inventory available for a device that you know is wanted, I would be super pissed.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you were referring to Joe Natale, CEO of Rogers, right. said there was an anemic appetite for yeah. the iPhone
1: And that 8. was crazy for him to come out yeah. and say that, like yeah. actually just, just publicly during an earnings call.
4: Yeah. So, yeah, so... I think, I, I wonder if all this hype is made up hype, and then Apple says, hey, we have tons of inventory, come buy it.
2: Interesting. So
4: it could be like reverse psychology to saying, yeah, there's there's inventory shortages, there's manufacturing issues. But then Apple says, hey, line up on launch day, come to the stores, which is, as we spoke earlier, it's, it's, re- it's complete reverse from what they've wanted to in years past. Right. Yeah. They have yeah. wanted everyone to order online, don't come to the store. Don't line up. It's not who we are. Now they're saying line up. We want to line up. But that that's improved over time too,
1: right? Like you've you've talked to me about it before where it was really hard to get the iPhone in the beginning like you had to line up, but they've, totally. they've improved things with the online orders and like yep. ordering through the app and stuff like that, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. I I've I was one of
4: the people who lined up years, years ago just to say I've done it. So it's off my bucket list. <laughs> Everyone should do it. Was it a great experience? I was tired and I was, I was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I was that I was probably stinky like Douglas. <laughs> it great, sounds like great.
2: Woodstock or something. Yeah, but
4: <laughs> techie hipster. <laughs> yeah, I used
3: to work at a retailer, and I remember watching all of these people line up for the iPhone. It was just and halfway through the line, you'd have to tell them like, the, "There's no more." There's, no there's no no oh, <laughs> I
4: remember lining up um, or going down when Rogers only had the iPhone 3GS. When I first came to Canada, I went down to the Eaton Center and started videotaping. And I don't know if the iPhone 10 has the same sort of, same sort of feel or it it somewhat does that, you know, like smartphones today, they are, everyone has a smartphone. So I think to to get the hype back that was once here, um, maybe that's what Apple's trying to do, saying here's a new device, this is what it looks like, it's got all this new technology in it, who knows if if everyone wants the technology within the phone, I don't know do you want face id
2: well there's been a is, lot of like scrutiny about privacy issues yeah, yeah. Sure. like yeah.
4: Is, is is that something that you would like i think face id is there because there's no touch id on the iphone 10, yeah right well so, so. Th-
1: their whole thought process is like they, they got rid of the bezels are expanded right? right so in order to do that they had to get rid of the the fingerprint scanner they didn't want to put it on the back because that's an android thing um but the response especially from our readers has been like i like touch id it worked great it was fast Mm -hmm. and quick will face id be more convenient in my experience trying it at apple's launch event it wasn't it worked great Mm -hmm. like it logged me in i I didn't log me in i watched it log another uh like an apple representative log in because they we weren't allowed to scan our faces into it but it looked like it worked great she glanced at it from like sitting on a table in front of her um, and, and it logged her in. It seemed futuristic. It seemed cool. But is that actually easier than putting my thumb on something? I, yeah. I don't yeah. know yet. And I, I don't think that it probably is.
2: And a lot of people have said, well, the LG V30 managed to put their fingerprint sensor in. It was just on the back. And yeah. it doesn't have much different, uh, you know, uh, display to uh, bezel ratio.
1: It's it's pretty close. Yeah. I think I think it's almost the same, isn't yeah. It? Within a few millimeters. Yeah, it's very close. And I it, mean, I think that would have been the simple option for Apple was to just
4: put it on the back.
1: But I imagine they they didn't want to because that's that's an Android thing, right? It was uh, Probably
4: the, the stigma <laughs> of that. Put put on the back where the Apple logo is. It's perfect.
2: Yeah. And
4: then everyone touches the Apple logo. Oh, I'm branded Apple. I'm branded Apple. I'm branded <laughs> Apple. Over and over again. Yeah, that'd be the best thing.
1: <laughs> so the last thing that I just wanted to, to mention about this before we we sort of wrap things up. Um, so even. There's an an interview with BuzzFeed, um, and it was sort of like a softball interview of of BuzzFeed answering very uh, loose and friendly questions about the iPhone and the new retail and stuff like that. Uh, and then uh towards the end the, the journalist kind of dropped this one in kind of asking about uh iphone 10 shortages and tim cook was kind of candid about it and he said we'll see what happens
0: <laughs> oh, which, gosh.
1: which i thought was kind of like o- ominous and to some extent kind of th- there's more to that quote that like For kind sure. of expands on it but just that on its own it yeah. <laughs> made it sound very ominous and like very unapple like in my opinion yeah.
2: yeah. Well, they're in a tough situation. There just aren't enough of these types of displays to go around. I think that's one thing that makes me really believe in the, you know, the fact that it is going to be very difficult and there are going to be sor- shortages is that you know, Samsung doesn't have all of these different displays, these large scale, like eighteen nine ratio OLED displays to go around.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm um so yeah i I think that's everything that we wanted to go over um let's let's move on to the lovely shout out who would like to go first
2: i'll go first go for it so oh freedom mobile one of the most exciting carriers in canadian and the canadian space um had its earnings report and it uh talked about actually implementing that 2500 megahertz spectrum in order to uh, get more older devices onto its LTE network, those devices that don't have band 66 support. So um, that's pretty exciting. They talked about having older iPhones and, um, and and I guess older Samsung Galaxy devices as well, which obviously would do a lot to um, bump up the, the potential you know demographic that it could reach. They can that's expand
1: their network to work outside the GTA.
2: I mean, I think <laughs> who knows, but they're that's all I care. Probably about. working towards it. That's
1: good. <laughs> but that's all I want. Like I freedom's prices are awesome, but if I can't use my phone when no, I go to my know. parents' house, like what's the point? Yeah,
2: yeah. And we didn't really talk about it so far, but I think is, the, the plans have got a little bit worse for roaming as well. I'm is that way. still an
4: issue though for real? Yeah. The the roaming, like leaving like leaving freedom home.
1: I, 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 it heard, would be for yeah. me yeah, yeah yeah totally
2: i've heard it's still an issue and it's still what are bad. what are the roaming
1: charges when you're not on their their network
2: um i i think it's you know actually don't quote me on it but i know that with the recent uh plan changes they dropped a lot of u.s roaming and oh, okay. so the 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 like home roaming has remained the same but the it's u.s all, okay. roaming has been dropped okay. off yeah. that's fair
1: who wants to go next dean what's your shout out
3: um i Going to shout out to Samir for getting his master's today. Yay! Yeah. Cool.
2: Our own Samir Chabra yeah. is out of the office getting an expensive piece of paper with his name on it. Congrats.
4: On. My shout out goes, goes to Ted Rogers. Get <laughs> oh, <it's> silence. <laughs> uh, he was just inducted into the Canada's Walk of Fame. And if you've ever seen Canada's Walk of Fame downtown Toronto, It is disgusting. (laughs) It is a sad state to award someone uh, with a plaque on the floor where people walk all over. It's sort of
2: patched together by like weird gravel. By duct tape. Sometimes
4: Yeah, there's cracks all over it. It's like like what have you done? (laughs) Wait, there's no there's no budget. (laughs) In the Ontario budget to fix
1: this. Sometimes I see people like stop and look at them and it took me like the longest time uh, after going to school down here and stuff and working down here to realize what they were actually looking at. Like I didn't even know that that's where the yeah. Walk of
4: Fame was. Yeah, that's our it's, guest star. It's, it's all over King, <laughs> King Street or somewhere like that. And people walk all over these these plaques, which is really nice and a nice gesture. So Ted, Ted Rogers got awarded this and it's really great because I think he's done really great things for Canada and for telecom and media in Canada the rates might be an issue according to some canadians but i think what he's done for canada to help elevate it from a wireless or a media or radio perspective or television perspective i think he's done some really great things and he's a business person he started off with really nothing and once went bankrupt to create this media mogul i'm That's sure I'll, shout out. i'm sure i'll comment to our our commenters will agree with you
1: 100 <laughs> percent.
4: yes they they are pretty
1: livid on that post uh sure so my so my shout out goes to uh nintendo for releasing super mario odyssey uh because i gotta get my switch minute in there even when <laughs> i'm hosting um i've played the game for the last couple of weeks so i was lucky enough to get an early uh, not week couple days i was lucky enough to get an early copy of the game uh unlike a lot of the other journalists that reviewed it or wrote about it i'm not crazy on it i think it's a really good game i think it's great i think nintendo took a lot of chances in it you can actually become a t-rex at one point which is crazy and then a tank too which makes no sense in a mario game well spoiler spoiler it's not really a spoiler (laughs) Spoiler spoilers you save a princess princess peach that's the the same the same trope story um uh so yeah it's a good game I, i don't think it's necessarily as amazing as people are raving about it uh but nintendo definitely did take some chances with it which was nice to see uh for a change uh, so Rose, where can people find us on the interwebs?
2: They can find us at Mobile Syrup on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter, and um, I think even potentially, you know, Snapchat. No, we're not doing Snapchat anymore. But well, mostly, cool. yeah. yeah, yeah. um, mostly just Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah. Mostly just Instagram stories. <laughs> we are all on Instagram. Uh, personally, you can find me at Rose Bihar. I should, have set up,
1: I should have set up like a, a chair with a bunch of basketballs in it to represent Igor and then ask the basketballs what, what their shout out was.
2: That would have been amazing. Yeah, I mean, it would have, it would I, have been a, a book from like a cool new author on the New York Times best-selling list. I
1: forgot. Uh, okay, so uh, we'll go through the individual Twitter handle. So you can find me on Twitter at Patrick underscore
2: Dean, your Twitter handle?
1: Oh, I can never remember
3: it. Oh, this oh, is why I gave us the look. <laughs> nice. I think, I think it's... it's I, dean cw or yeah, at that. the dc no it's that the
1: dcw underscore
2: i think that's exactly. such an easy uh, handle to remember it, it's good you <laughs> picked, can't remember that
1: it's good you picked one that it's easy for readers to put in and, yeah. and like find you right yeah i think that's it
4: <laughs> mine's uh Swift for life that's a
1: good
5: one yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that's accurate okay and that's it that, that's all for this week